Good morning, dear listener. Welcome to NASCO Moments. How many times have you washed your hands today? Remember to always stay safe. As usual, I'm your host, Hudun Gyan. This morning, we shall talk about helping tertiary students cope with academic pressure. Stress has become a part of students' academic life due to the various internal and external expectations placed upon their shoulders. With the pressure to achieve credible results, students become burdened by the demands of time and energy to achieve specific academic goals. These pressures may sometimes become too much for many students to bear. Some students thereby resort to many coping mechanisms. On a sad note, some of these coping mechanisms end up destroying the lives and academic careers of the students in question. This morning on the NASCO Moment Show, we have Dr. Juliet Yu-Pojok. She is a lecturer with the Department of Psychology, University of Joss, and a substance and mental health expert. She will be educating us as we discuss helping tertiary students cope with academic pressure. You're welcome to the show, Dr. Yu-Pojok. Thank you so much. Stay tuned, listener. We shall return after the break. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby city shine <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent, oh, Brightex detergent not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. You're welcome back to NASCO Moments. I am Hudun Gyan. We are talking about helping tertiary students cope with academic pressure. Our guest today is Dr. Juliet Yopajok, a lecturer with the Department of Psychology, University of Joss, and a substance and mental health expert. So let's start the discussion this way. What is academic pressure? Well, as the name implies, um, academic pl- uh, pressure is... Um, when the demands of time and energy for uh, young adults or students to achieve their academic goals become or uh, becomes overstretched, you know, um, it comes in different dimensions. Could be social pressures, could be family, could also be personal, and sometimes societal, and then. Um, Pressures uh, vary according to the, the context and the person in question, whether they have the skills or the wherewithal to, able, to be able to uh, push through life with uh, you know, the capabilities that will enable them to be able to achieve the things they have said to achieve at the set time or so. But basically, pressures come as a result of um, being unable to um, face, prioritize, and stage problems in a way that um, they are achieved or they are pushed through in a problem-solving direction, st- you know, step by step. Hmm. Now, what are the various types of academic pressure students face? Yes, just like I mentioned, there are social pressures, there are family pressures, there are uh, pressures within the school environment could be pressures if I would go down to mentioning them to these pressures from the lecturers from the 
the way they, they you know they set their priorities in terms of in terms of reading uh, how difficult the curriculum is and sometimes even the provisions of resources around the school environment you know a student who has poor access to social amenities like water light and uh, sometimes basic needs as food which could be financial uh, if those are lacking of course the student is bound to feel some level of pressure that would uh, make them not to function the way they would ordinarily would have hmm. from what you've observed what would you think are those pressures that are most likely to be found in nigerian institutions yes in nigerian institutions students are faced with accommodation problems clothing sometimes you know for a student who is resuming school they're thinking how am i going to appear how do i look those are social pressures new, yes and then they're thinking of what about my feeding how do i feed you know my three square meals who provides and even if it's been provided for is it enough those are pressures and then um sometimes they're looking at what about the fact that uh, in school there's no light how do i use my phone how do i recharge my phone to google because most times students use smartphones these days to study and go explore explore areas that ordinarily they would not have covered in class or to buttress that and then um, to a large extent you know water issues some days some time ago you heard of students you know say everywhere that there's no water and so they have to bring out their buckets begin to you know scout around for water so that they come take their bath and so so they're just the rudimentary life issues that are not supposed to be anyway for students the academic institution by itself is an environment where uh just going to class to the class and listen to the lecturer going back home facing assignments facing uh, group work presentations the anxieties of coping with the ac- academic life itself is quite challenging so you can imagine compounding that with these basic things that we mentioned somebody who is trying to study to understand having to deal with i don't have food to eat somebody who is trying to you know pass an exam and is dealing with i don't even have transport somebody who is trying to cope with look um this is uh, a period where we're going to have some levels of uh, let's say defense in class maybe for for projects and so on and then there's no money to even go and print and bind so these are pressures that are likely to confront students in the academic um, institutions no that's so hard for students to innovate and come up with solutions and new ideas if they're facing so many pressures yes they will be limited of course creativity is impaired when you it is hampered you, you can imagine that somebody who ordinarily would read through process information and think through the uh, lectures and so on and come coming to discuss and making sense of what was discussed is now looking for what to eat mm. is worried about the fact that there's no light and they they need to read over the night is worried about how to access water so that they come take their bath or cook I mean discouraging yes now in your experience what has been students response to these academic pressures well from my experience um students respond the best way they know how to 
For some students, yes, they try to cope through it and they develop resilience. They become stronger, they grow through the process and uh, they live overboard. That's for those who have the coping mechanisms or for those who have the skills to push through that kind of situation. For, for some, we have individual differences. And then for some, um, of course, you can imagine a stressed person who is frustrated, is unable to pass their, uh, their, their, their tests and examinations. And so on, some would, well, just hang out and take a bottle of beer some a stick of cigarettes, for some exam malpractice, and for some they simply run down through depression, anxiety or other mental health issues. So as, as different as they seem, there are those who appear to cope well or who appear to manage through the situation. There are those who would break down in the face of the situation. And there are those who would pull through draggingly with the problems. Now, how have these response mechanisms either helped or harmed the students? If you have any practical examples, it would be good. Yes. Um, being a level coordinator, sometimes you hear students come to report the fact that, um, you know, they're not, they're, they're experiencing one mental health challenge or the other. Somebody would come with suicidal ideations, feel like taking my life. Because, I mean, I'm having a lot of, you know, carryovers and I don't know, I don't think I can pull through. For some, you know, they would come report that um, they have panic attacks. They're unable to, they get anxious at some points. They're not able to, you know, focus and even pay attention to what the teacher says in class or when they're reading and the and they get bouts of anxieties and those anxieties are, are, are distracting you know and um, to some extent some would go into substance use straight you know they're following friends to hang out in town and before you know it addiction sets in and uh, when addiction sets in it compounds those challenges for others they would sit down and look at how um, let me just get I, would, I don't have to even read. I just go to class and just cheat or push my way through in other, you know, unacceptable ways. Well, for some, they, they become promiscuous, delinquent. I mean, they begin to do all sorts of manner of things to escape from the pressures. You know, for them, that's the escape route or escape uh, um, style. They just want to leave this frustrating situation and, you know, look at life the best way they can. Interesting. Well, there's so much more to uh, learn from this discussion, Dr. Yopajak. Thank you so much for being here with us so Thank far. Uh, it's been an interesting discussion. Listener, don't touch that dial. We shall be back. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans dip stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. 
Welcome back, listener. My name is Hudun Gyang, and this is NASCO Moments. We are talking about helping tertiary students cope with academic pressure. Our guest is Dr. Juliet Yopojak, a lecturer with the Department of Psychology, University of Jos, and a substance and mental health expert. So uh, we'll get right back to the discussion. What advice would you give students in order for them to cope with these pressures? Well, coping with academic pressures uh, depends on who the student is. It will depend on the student. It would also depend on uh, the circumstances. And uh, yes, but basically there are you know, rules or principles that if you abide by, they're able to pull through safely. You know, for instance, um, learning to prioritize. Um, I have lectures, I have group discussions, and um, I have it. You should learn to make a timetable, personal study timetable. I tell my students, see, apart from the school timetable, you should have a personal study timetable. Then you should allot time, more time to those those uh, courses that you feel are more difficult for you. And then um, should also uh, be able to maneuver around so that you're not just prioritizing, you're giving ex- good timing for those. And then you're saying, look, I have time for rest. Apart from the fact that I have given time to the most difficult challenges I have, I have faced them, find time to rest. The problems, no matter how they, you think about them, no matter how you continue to uh, you know, ruminate on them. It's not; they're not going to reduce by just thinking about them. There needs to be something. So sometimes you just shove them aside and go to bed and sleep, or you just rest and think as if there's no problem. Sometimes you need to talk to somebody. It could be a significant other person in their lives. It could be a classmate. It could just be somebody that they feel a friend. Let me just share. Tell them about how you'll be shocked at the resources or how knowledgeable that person is at what you're going through, and they're able to help. And then it's good to relax. Apart from that, find time to eat food. Yes, sometimes food is difficult for some students, but it's still good to just think through. Look at the kind of food you eat instead of going for an egg roll or a snack today. Probably just buy fruits. And just relax through it, and so you have a sense of wellness. And then, uh, to a large extent, also, um, it's important to exercise. Students hardly do that because, probably, because they're on campus, and it's important to wake up in the morning, just take a jog around the, the hostel, or just move around, take some deep, deep breath, so that your lungs, in, you know, inhale some fresh oxygen and then exhale gradually and it helps to relax and uh, bring about some calm calmness in the way they're able and then you'll be shocked that after that you're beginning to have new perspectives to life things turn out for the better and they're looking differently so students uh, depending on the, the the intensity of the problem and then depending on the circumstance and who you are what you have within you you should uh, learn to cope in ways that are positive and more meaningful to you. Um, All right. Now, within tertiary institutions, where can students go to uh, for help to cope with all this academic pressure? 
Okay, within the tertiary institutions, yes, there are level coordinators who listen, who understand um, the grades, and then they see when you know students' performances are doing well or they're plummeting and things like that. And to some extent, also um, there are counselors in school. Um, we have a psychological services center where. We receive students' complaints and sometimes we engage them in some form of counseling and At the therapy. Of yes, there's a psychological services center. Students drop in there very frequently, some for the fact that they've been withdrawn, some for the fact that they're spilling, some for the fact that they don't just know what is happening to them, they're just confused. Some, you know, they come with different reasons and some would even rush in to say, Look, I feel like taking my life and things like that. I'm overwhelmed. And so there are counselors in that facility from mornings to 4.30 p.m. every day. So if you just walk through it, it's at the Naragota campus. Just walk through the hall and you see a psychologist seated and waiting for students to just come in to say, look, I have a particular challenge. And they would listen to you and sometimes just guide you through helping yourself pull through the situation. And the students usually take advantage of uh, this office? Yes, they do. They, they drop in. Even though we intend to create more awareness about that, but um, yes, it's functional. Even people within the communities come into for psychological services. Now, what is the role of the management of these institutions in reducing the stress and strain of academic activities on students? Well, for management, yes, just like I mentioned earlier on, uh, you can imagine that there's no light. They need to ensure that there's light, water, also probably provide some workshops, seminars where there'll be enlightenment on the, you know, so that students understand the, you know, how to deal with, you know, some, I can imagine a hundred level student coming into the university first time. Their stress may be different from a 400 level student. Why? Because they're still learning their ropes around the institution. They don't know where to find a particular lecturer. They don't know where to hold a particular class. They don't know where things happen. And uh, that kind of stress is also different. So apart from the orientation, from time to time, there needs to be some kind of um, provision of at least uh, a situation where students will gather and they're talked to about how they should be able to handle their stress. Even though we're thankful that the, at least the University of Jos has provided the enable the psychological services centers so that these services run within the institution. Okay, let's take it a step higher now to governments. What steps can government take and even other like-minded organizations to help tertiary students cope with academic pressure? Yes, government should ensure that these institu institutions function amicably in a way that is progressive, in a way that is adaptable for these students not in aggressive manner to, well, you can imagine what I just said, that an institution where lecturers are disenchanted, an institution where students are feeling shortchanged, they're feeling they don't have basic amenities, you know, they're feeling, look, this is not a safe environment for me. You know, the students need to feel secure. They need to feel their, their best, their interest is, you know, the concern of the government. You need to feel that, well, I'm holding this class because if I go through this institution, there's going to be some level of employment. There's going to be a way that my school is going to count. 
not that I'm just passing through school and why am I suffering so much and in the long run there may be nothing out of it. So um, helping the students is a has a multiplier effect in the way um, at all the stages students respond to their academics and then stress is relieved because if government prov is everything is functioning well, students will school with ease and then um, the challenges that are personal and associative will be reduced. Do you think we have enough um, healthy extracurricular activities on campuses to help uh, students cope with uh, uh, campus life and academic life? I think so. To some extent, yes. Because um, oh, there are campus... Uh, I see students play basketball, I see them play football sometimes, even though there may not be enough, but a student who wants to engage in this, I think, would find the right uh, or the right team or group to just, you know, align with, especially that um, I mentioned, you know, we don't have that sense of, you know, I need to be healthy, I need to go relax, I need my mental health to be very, very stable, I need to associate, to, you know, engage myself, or distract myself with games, engage with friends, travel, you know, go places. We don't have that. Students, when once they come on campus, it's I want to read and pass, and they forget every other, you know, extracurricular activities. But they need to understand that there needs to be a balance. In as much as you're, push, you know, you're pursuing your academic. Um, careers, you should also understand that um, surrounding youth, there are other things you need to do that will create a balance, that will even bring about an improvement in the academics in the long run. But the institutions themselves should be deliberate about helping students in this manner, ensuring that, okay, maybe you belong to a club, or if it's not sport, it should be a club, it should be this or that, knowing that you should have, like you said, this balanced life. It's not just about reading your books 100% of the time. Because the Nigerian students really don't, really don't understand the place of uh, all these in the, in the academics. Yes. Um, high, okay, well, high is higher institutions, so to say. Let me say tertiary institutions. Uh, a place where you have adults and then adults decide what they want. In as much as you want to persuade or you want to encourage, they also have the right of, or the agency to decide what, they, you know, what group they belong to and so on. But um, I think you're right on that. That's why I said there should be some levels of seminars, workshops and advocacies probably so that um, students will get to know more or have a sense of awareness of the fact that they need to partake in all these so that in the long run they, they you know they're not just passing through as well-trained academics but also for the fact that they are holistically you know balanced as individuals yeah this has taken me back to when i was in 100 level you mm -hmm. know I, I remember arriving on campus mm -hmm. i don't know anywhere i don't know any office mm -hmm. i just have to go around keep asking mm -hmm. okay you need to do this you need to mm -hmm. go with that and there's, there, there was no guide. Mm. There was no one to say, okay, we're 100 level students. Uh, let's take you through the process. Mm. You have to go here, do this. No, but there was nothing like that. I've listened to people who have studied abroad who tell you about uh, when they arrived, we have older students who are assigned 
to you know new students, you know take them round, give them an orientation. Uh, you this is where you go to do your registration and all of that. You know you come to campus day one yeah. <laughs> and you're already you're stressed off. You're lost. <laughs> it's so unfortunate. I can imagine, yeah. All right, what are your parting words for the listener as we round up this conversation? Yes, um, just know that. Um, it's important for every individual to be balanced mentally, physically, and otherwise. It's very, very important because uh, we need to understand that you can't rub Peter to pay Paul. It will all eventually come against the process. So the most important things are, look, let's create, strive to create a balance in the way we live our lives. Rest is important. And um, Nigerians don't rest. We see it. We see it as a, a, a big privilege. Well, rest. We sometimes we feel guilty for resting. It shouldn't be. And then um, we learn. We should learn to. Let's not just be spontaneous about life. Priority. Prioritizing is essential. That we say, look, this is what these are my my activities. Create a scale of preference. You go to speak this and say, okay, I'm allotting time to this. And then, uh, you know, which will eventually help me to achieve my goals anyway. And so the most important thing is that we should be balanced mentally and physically. And then we should work towards achieving our desired goals, not with stress, not with pressure, but with ease on the fact that we are in control and we're in charge. No matter how the situation is, once we feel we're in charge, we move through it smoothly and we even move faster when it looks like, well, you're not running, but at a slow pace, gradually you're getting there. Mm. All right. Wise words there, uh, which we end the program with. Thank you so much, Dr. Juliet Yopajok, for talking to us today about helping tertiary students cope with academic pressure. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. All right, listener, we have to end the program here. I hope you have found this episode very insightful. Uh, Remember to follow NASCO's social media handles for all the information that you might need. Visit www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or follow the program on Twitter. The handle is at NASCO group. You are encouraged to freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moment Show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the, the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. The NASCO Moments trivia question for this week is, what mental health disorder is characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, or fear that is strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your full name and exact location. Our question on last week's trivia was, what year was the first instance of paper recycling recorded and in which country? The answer is 1031 in Japan. And we have two winners, Demet Precious from British America Junction and Elfrida Izang from Fobo. You'll get a call telling you how to claim your NASCO gift baskets. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, Chris Haman and Harun Audu. 
production coordinators Solomon Adu, Deborah Galadima, and Alex Ruben. Please stay safe, always wash your hands, wear face masks in public, practice social distancing, and always carry hand sanitizers with you. My name is Hudun Gyang. This is Nasco Minutes.